I'm Bishop Robert. Each life is a story. We don't remember days, we remember moments that touch our hearts. I want to invite you to come on in and have a seat in my study. Let's you and I spend a few minutes together and consider a verse of scripture and how to apply it to those moments that fill up our lives. My hope is that it speaks to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I hope you'll be back often. Welcome. When you've seen something of incredible magnitude or astounding beauty, sometimes words are just insufficient. A group of shepherds from Bethlehem had that problem. But I'm going to try to shed some light on what they saw. Hey, before we take a glimpse at angelic glories, let me say welcome to Mornings with Bishop Robert. Thanks for joining me on the top spot on the internet for Coffee with a Cleric. You know, my goal is to introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and then help them get to know him and his word personally and better. So if our time together today speaks to your heart, let me invite you to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Also, if you join our email list, you'll get a free copy of my book, Count to One, downloaded. You'll also get Mornings with Bishop Robert sent directly to your inbox every day. And there's lots of other great benefits too. So click the link in the description, add your name to the list, and just start enjoying the benefits. Well, today's verse says, The shepherds returned, glorifying God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So what was it they had seen, you may wonder. Now your first thought when you consider the shepherds in Bethlehem's fields, well, it's probably the appearance of the angels. Let's face it, if your last work shift had been interrupted because an angel showed up next to your desk or in your shop and made a pronouncement of earth-shattering importance, you'd very likely be sharing that with your family and friends. But the angelic appearance is not what this verse is referring to. You see, after the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds went and found Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And what they saw certainly wasn't huge or grandiose, just the opposite. What they saw was, on one hand, utterly humble. A newborn baby lying in a manger. I mean, my guess is they were stopped in their tracks by the, the deep recognition within their spirits of the presence of the Almighty. Even before the shepherds arrived, evidently Mary and Joseph were not alone. Luke records the shepherds retelling the story of the angels and all who heard it wondering about what this could mean. So there were probably family members of Joseph in attendance. And the shepherds. You see, that's the illogical part. It makes absolutely no sense. In terms of social status, you couldn't get much lower than being a shepherd. Dung sweepers and tax collectors were held in higher esteem. It was a humiliating position. It, it was a commonly held belief that shepherds simply couldn't be trusted. I mean, so much so that in Jewish courts, their testimony was inadmissible. Now, these men had their night shift interrupted 
when an angel of God physically appeared before them. And this single appearance was followed by something even more amazing, an entire company of angels joining them in the fields. But what they returned to their village to speak about was all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. It was the birth of the Savior. That was their chief focus. You see, the chief shepherd of Israel had summoned lowly shepherds as his witnesses. The shepherds returned, glorifying God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Now, as you think about yourself, you may feel as though you are a person of no consequence. Inside, you may feel worthless, utterly insignificant, And that can be the case whether your reputation is like a stack of sterling or a pile of dung. Because we see our inner faults and failings like no one else can. Well, no one else that is, but God. He sees, and he calls those who are perceived to be the lowest of the low, he calls them into his presence to behold him. And then he sends them out to be his witnesses. You know, one night as I flew home, the Lord arranged a conversation with a man who was grappling with his sin. In fact, he doubted whether his choices had driven him too far from God to be forgiven. He actually asked, how can you know if you've crossed the line, if you're not going to be accepted? Well, my reply to him was to assure him that if God was drawing his heart in our conversation, it wasn't to tease him but to receive him. You see, the issue is relationship. Jesus wants one. He wanted one with him. He wants one with you. But there are roles in every relationship. His role is as Lord. Yours is as adopted child. Loved, blessed, cherished, but not in charge. The role he calls you to is similar to that of the shepherd's. Glorifying God for all you've heard and seen from him. Can I invite you to the relationship he's offering you? Join the shepherds at the manger. Contemplate the great lengths he went to so you could approach him. Let his love draw you into the relationship of a lifetime. Be changed by his grace. Accept his lordship. And then you can go and do what the shepherds did. Glorify God for all he has shown you and told you. Will you? Well, we're at the end of our time again. But before I go, let me ask you to help me introduce people to the Jesus they never knew. And help them get to know him and his word personally and better. Please like this video, which helps more people see it. And then also click follow or subscribe so you and I can get together every day. And one more thing, share this with a friend, would you? Because as you do, you're part of the team touching the hearts of folks all over the world with the love of Jesus. Thanks for helping.